Hey, this is my best friend Carolyn. And this is my best friend David. We're a couple of vodka lovers. With a codependent relationship over a decade long. And this is Will, Will and, and Grace and vodka. vodka. Cheers. Good day. Good good day. <laughs> Stupid. I'm happy to see you. What? This is how I talk now. Yeah. Well. Now I'm committed. <laughs> I I well somebody's got to got to do a better job of being a monarch. Spice it up. Looking looking like a zombie. Carolyn, can I confess something? Yes, David, always, especially recording. What? Okay. I have coconut rum? LaCroix, right? So I have coconut LaCroix. Oh, and I well. had a little airplane size bottle of rum. There you go. Because one time last summer, boyfriend and I decided that it might be fun. We were like sad and quarantined and it was summertime and there was a pool at the old apartment. And we were like, you know, it might be fun if we got a bunch of tiny bottles of liquor <laughs> and drank those um, uh, for, a, for, a, for a laugh. Anyway, so I had a little rum and I thought, you know what? I think I would like to drink a sparkling sunscreen. And that's what I am having today. It sounds like a sparkling sunscreen. Mm-hmm. It sounds delicious. It's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> what are How you drinking? I, I am just cherry bubbly with vodka. Out of vodka, gotta add that to the list. Um, just didn't didn't get anywhere today. So because sometimes Thursdays be Thursday. Sometimes Thursdays be Thursday, man. And shit has been so heavy this week. It has yeah. been such a bad fucking week. Yeah. With these horrible attacks in Atlanta and, you know, I, I mean, really just that. Like, it's just been, I don't know, it's a heavy time to be an American. Yeah. Our love There's to a lot our of... Asian siblings. Like, we just, our hearts are with you. Yeah. And there yeah. are many places where you can um, donate to help out the families yeah. of the women who were murdered by a white supremacist. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it sort of got me think there's one in this very episode. Well, kind of in this very episode, like a lot of like casual humor that have, have, you know, made um, Asian and Pacific Islanders, the butt of the joke in, Mm. in, in, uh, in, you know, plenty of polite and well-respected circles like sitcoms that we all know and love are responsible for, you know, the degradation of, um, you know, people's, people's care for other cultures. And so that's white supremacy. Hmm. (sighs) White supremacy contributing and rationalizing dehumanization for humor since the dawn of time. Since the very dawn of time. That's not true. We invented it. We did invent it. um, Anyway, here's to uninventing it. Here's to all of the unlearning. Mm -hmm. What? Oh, wait. Not what. How Mm. are you? David, I'm fine. Yeah, good. How are you? Also fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's we're so close. You we're know, so close. Can, we're almost there. Can taste it. Don't lose heart. 
one of us is okay this this uh, this podcast this podcast is one quarter vaccinated that's the team that's, that's true yes one quarter <laughs> or a third if you get the johnson and johnson oh well my sister got the johnson and johnson Maybe I'll. One and maybe done. I don't know why that's relevant. I really am just like sometimes the words they don't come as naturally as I'd like. They just. Yep. Earlier on a work call, I told I told a small anecdote that didn't really have much of a resolution, which you know is <laughs> different for me, mm. and <laughs> and my colleagues were like, and then, and I was like, oh no, that's. All. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, David? You can't charm them all, but you charm all of us. Oh, shoot. Thank you. So do you. Oh, stop it. Tell me, what episode are we on today? The episode is 706, titled The Newly Dreads. Original air date, October 21st, 2004. Directed by James Burroughs. Written by Kate Angelo. Kate Angelo is a newer name. New. Yeah. yeah. We've, um, we've not had a Kate Angelo written episode yet. Uh, tell me about the video summary, please, from Hulu. It is, Will convinces Jack to aid local a local gay bookstore owner to save his store from closing. And we are not going to talk about the A plot at all. No. Um, <laughs> why would we do that, David? Why would we bother? Tell me the trivia. All right. First point, in this episode, Karen states that in nine years of working for Grace Adler Designs, she has never cashed a paycheck. However, in the episode Polk Defeats Truman, season two, episode five, she cashes all her paychecks because her husband puts her on a budget, leaving Grace broke. Carolyn? Yes? I have a question. Ansa? Um, in the pilot, mm-hmm. Karen has just started at Grace Adler mm-hmm. Designs. Mm-hmm. That was not nine years ago. Famously seven years ago. Um. (laughs) I just wanted to ask if I, I can't do math. So I needed to confirm that it's not been nine years because we'll pointedly ask, how is the new assistant working out? So maybe this is Karen just being a drunk. Okay, that's fair. Let's go with that. What's the next <laughs> The line, Britney Spears fed a line of Jim, was put into the script at the last minute, two weeks before Spears' marriage actually happened. They were guessing she wouldn't have another 48-hour marriage and the joke would fly through. Um, Interesting. Mm. How long was she married to Kevin? I don't know, a couple years, right? Yeah, it was some time. Um, next point, Aaron Hayes and Megan Mullally starred together in the show Children's Hospital from 2008 to 2016. Who the fuck's Aaron Hayes? She plays, uh, 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 the- The tenant? The the woman. The client? The woman client. Got it. Uh, Children's Hospital was strange. Did you ever watch that show? I did not because clowns. Word. Word. Wasn't That's... Rob Cordry? It was Rob mm-hmm. Cordry, right? Yep. Who yep, yep, yep. had clown makeup on all the time. I don't want to look yeah. at that. No, me either. Um, there was a billboard somewhere down in River North that the train went by every morning, and I would see it, and I would hate it very much. And and so I I just never got into Children's Hospital. No, I don't. I don't think I got. I think I tried watching it once or twice and didn't get it. Yeah, might not be your humor. Not for me. 
No. Not for you. That's okay. That's okay. What's the, That's tell fine. me. Tell me the last one from IMDb section, Crazy Credits. Oh, my God. That's real. Grace welcomed Aaron as Catherine, but she was credited as Alex. I mean, a fine piece of trivia, but I don't understand why this is a crazy credit. What is a because crazy the credit? credit what constitutes a crazy credit? She was credited as Alex, but she played a person named Catherine. It's crazy. Heavens. Um, <laughs> Carolyn, do we have anything from Fabulously Uncensored? Yes. So this week we are casting Megan uh, as Karen Walker. So uh, this is just my my uh, my distilled version from the book because it was quite long. Um, Karen was hardest to cast, and they were looking at all these blonde waspy types, but they realized after some reads that they needed to reconceive the whole role because there wasn't much to her. Um, so once that was done, Tracy was like, Megan Mullally, that's mm-hmm. who we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and Max and David liked her for it, but Megan herself, who is notoriously picky, was super hesitant about it. Um, she's a theater person. That's what she wanted to do. In fact, there was a quote about she would have done back alley crappy theater for the rest of her life if she could have sustained it. Like, yeah, uh, she is I a, a theater actor. I know, through and through. Woman after my own goddamn heart. Uh, bless. But when... They asked Jimmy Burroughs who they wanted for Karen. He said, Megan Mullally. And then they would say, well, who would be second after Megan? He would say, Megan Mullally. So there was wow. like no end of story on that one. Um, so because she was the only one they wanted, they gave her the test option and no one else got that. Wow. She got that. Do you want to explain that to people? Because I tried to figure out exactly what that meant, but I – couldn't it was like she got a screen test but had no obligation um so i so the things that i'm understanding here there are two components one being the sequence of auditions and like the hierarchy of auditions and right mm-hmm. like and a screen test is like the last thing you do in the right. audition process before you get the job and when you talk about an option that typically means in the hierarchy of folks who would get an offer, um, like you're at the front, right? Like if you're getting an option or, or like I think rights of refusal also have something to do with that. Yeah. I don't really know. And, and then to get the option to screen test is like sort of, I think saying if this role, if you want this role, it's yours. It's yours. Yeah. That's kind of what I got from it. And I think you're right. Um, Anyone out there, if you have any idea what we're talking about, please let us know because we don't. If only, if only we knew any (laughs) actors who we could ask. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But we won't. And who we talk to every day. (laughs) Right. Um, So after the screen test, they promised her the role because she was so incredible for it because obviously. Mm -hmm. And, um, And they offered it to her immediately. She was still hesitant to take it. And Max said he thought maybe that she still saw herself as like a leading lady and not a character actor. Okay. And um, that was where a lot of the hesitancy was. But he said it was that rare case where two things collide, the perfect actor with the perfect part, and she eventually ended up taking it. Great. And here we are. Great. And thank God she did. Right? I can't Thank imagine God. 
anyone else, any other human on earth. Uh-uh. Even, okay, like even the Nicolette Sheridan of it all, which I mm. adore, I think is a hysterical and fun and hilarious option. Like, Megan Mullally. It's Megan Mullally. And then we wouldn't just... get Nicolette on Desperate Housewives. Right, yeah. Because she'd have been busy. Which, she and then what a, what a shame that would have been. Truly. Um, this is a, a good episode. It is a good um, episode. I enjoyed it. We do get a person of color in a in in one of the speaking parts, which two. is great. Two, two even. Um, one playing a pivotal role in the plot of the episode, Roscoe Lee Brown as Linus, the owner of the bookstore. And like, thank you, Will and Grace, for introducing me to Roscoe Lee Brown. Do we have some credits to share? He well, he just he he did everything. He started movies in the 60s he's got himself a little tony you, <laughs> okay. you know her do you know for her for august wilson um uh what play was it august wilson's uh <laughs> i i can't find it his biography on imdb is so long <laughs> um two trains running oh cool that's what it is. Oh, and I'm sorry. It was just a Tony nom. But, uh, well, I mean, it's I mean, an honor just to be nominated, as we on, all know. But he played played opposite James Earl Jones. Can you imagine those two voices in the same room? Incredible. <laughs> right? Um, but he, he did a lot of film. He did a lot of voice work in the later years. Mm-hmm. Um, on uh, He was on Proud Family, which I used to watch with my niece. <laughs> oh, cute. I remember right? that show. Yeah. But he just, I mean, he's just, his trademark on IMDb is a rich, smooth voice with dignified bearing. And I must mm. agree. Um, but I just thought, cool. Very, very yeah. cool. Definitely cool. To know who he is and give him his due. He did pass away in 2007. And, oh, uh, rest in peace shortly rest, after this. Rest in peace, Roscoe Lee Brown. You seem like an awesome guy. And we also have the sexy tall guy. Sexy tall guy. I wonder what his name was. Sexy tall guy was sexy. He was what six eight? I mean, real dang tall. Real dang tall. Well, that was the loudest sip of water ever taken. Um, <laughs> okay, well, those are our things that we talked uh, about. Barry, we talked about the Barry Karras. Okay, well done, Karras. Barry. Good job, Barry. You handsome fellow. Very good. <laughs> um. All right, so we begin. He was back. He was back. What in in twenty eighteen? He was he was in the reboot. No way. In Anchor Away, I don't remember that one. Oh, that's funny. Well, I've blocked the reboot from my memory. I have also. <laughs> um, funny. Well, good for him. Get the money. What Get a the delight. Paycheck. Get your paycheck. Love that. Babe. Shall we? Let's Diving. do. All yes. right. In a shocking twist, we begin at the apartment. What? I know. It's alarming. Um, Will and Grace are coming in. Will is wearing head-to-toe black Adidas tracksuit, which mm. made me want that. Um, <laughs> Grace is wearing a puffy vest, and they're frustrated. It's cute too. I know. They're frustrated with what a schlep. It is to get to the gym. Okay, Goyam. 
Right. <laughs> you go, Goyam. <laughs> um, and he's like, well, I just figure that, you know, since you're basically gay, I might as well try and be a little bit Jewish. Um, and so they're annoyed because their new gym is far away. And the one close by closed because somebody was held up at gunpoint in the steam room. Nude muggings. Um, <laughs> right. Um, and Grace is frustrated. And she's like, you know, trying to channel her anger about her life situation into working out. But instead, that's not doing it for her so she's gonna channel it into her work she's angry all the time including at will because he thinks turkey bacon is bacon turkey bacon it is, is not bacon. It there is, is nothing bacon. that is bacon except for bacon Correct. that's it yep and so she says a decent piece of bacon would really turn this douche of a day around and she she, she turns to him and she says oh I know where there is one and she goes into her bedroom and I thought <laughs> I want to say at the top of this episode I think Kate was it Kate mm. Angelo Yeah Yes Kate Angelo got it Yo yeah yes snappy. no there was this was seamless Yeah snappy and funny and the through line from the, the gym to the to mm-hmm. where the gym comes into play again like just really tight Really good writing. Very, very clean episode. Very good. Uncluttered. Yes. Um, and that's our cold open. That's it. Um, and we jump to... Oh, my God. Okay. I have to say ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. I shouted. Ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. I screamed. I Lost my mind. I went, ah! It was... David, tell the nice people what Grace is wearing. (laughs) So Karen and Grace are getting off an elevator in a new building because they're going to visit a client. And Grace is dressed as... Now, I don't know. Now, you may need to... You may need to... This might be a little bit of a stretch. But for those of you who are familiar with the legitimate theater may have heard of Little Shop of Horrors. Um, Mm -hmm. And in that play, there's a plant that eats people. And it's it's (laughs) usually a puppet. And uh, it's green. It's like a big pod. And it has like... Anyway, my point being, she is wearing a shiny chartreuse blouse (laughs) with these ruffles that come up a good six inches off her fucking shoulders with other shades of chartreuse. (laughs) Chartreuse. (laughs) And she looks like Audrey too. The sleeves are bell sleeves with the same little ruffles cut up to the elbow and they go down around the cuff. It is, it is, it is the most hideous piece of clothing ever, ever worn. Possibly that has ever appeared on this show. Ever. 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 Including all the like jokey, intentionally ugly stuff. This yeah. is worse. No. And it's never worse. addressed. Never they addressed. Never talk about Karen it. Karen doesn't even make fun of it in some way. I expected Karen to be like, we go into the circus? Like, or, or I, something. Like or like, or to go like, ex- feed me, Grace Adler. Like, I, It was the most bonkers thing I have ever 
ever seen. I don't remember anyone, even Carrie Bradshaw, wearing ruffles like that in 2004. I am astonished. I found I'm hurt. I found one picture on the internet of this blouse. It's like they tried to scrub it. And I will post it. You damn well better. It is damn well better. Most offensive (laughs) garment. To have I'd ever like come out write, of the Renaissance. I would like to write a letter to NBC Universal <laughs> and tell them how ugly this fucking shirt was. So yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. It's Thursday. We record on Thursdays. It's now the 18th of March, 2021. And they posted on Instagram, the like NBC official Will and Grace account yeah. posted, look at all the times that Grace has worn green. And, and this was decidedly not part this of This was not on the list, bitch. It is the greenest, <laughs> most hideousest thing she's ever worn. I I horrifying. I horrifying and wrong and very bad. Yeah. And that is that. That is just how it is. And so now we can maybe move on. I guess. We I can don't try. Know. So they get off the elevator. Grace says, I'm excited to throw myself into work. This is a young single client. And like. She is- she reminds me of me. I need to check her credit. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, care- they, they knock on the door and the client answers. And she is there with her husband. And they are gross. They are they newlyweds. Are so gross. They're being very Mrs. So and So. You bet, Mr. So and So, and like smooching in front of their designer, which is just I. I groaned aloud. Yeah, I hated them. Me too. Um. So, Car- Grace is obviously having a reaction to all this lovey-dovey, and right. Karen right. tries to give her a dog pill. Right. Um, she doesn't know what they do, but you know she got him from a, a, a reputable veterinarian. A reputable vet. So they walk in, and they are just full on making out in this living room that's bare. And Grace says, "Stop the kissing!" <laughs> and it was very funny, and I laughed out loud. Yeah. And I'm like, "She's correct. Stop the kissing. Stop it's- the kissing." Don't do that in your professional meeting with your designer. Like, what is wrong with you? I don't care that you're newlyweds. No. Stop it. Um, they want this house to be about love. And Grace is like, oh, I love love. That's great. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Give me one um, of the pills. And, yep. And Karen's like, you better take two. The first one just stops you from biting yourself. Um <laughs> So we jump over to a bookstore that we've never been inside of before on this television show. Um, Jack and Will are there together and they're feeling good about being in a gay bookstore. And, and uh, you know, Jack has very fondle memories of the place. Right. <laughs> and he says, I may buy a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, Will's sort of like waxing philosophic about, Uh, like how far they've come and like what it means to be in a gay bookstore now versus what it did back in the the old days. And, um, and Linus Linus comes along and he's like, well, you don't have long and we're shutting down. The rent's gotten too damn high and whatever. And, um, uh, and, and Will's like, 
Well, I want to do something about it. Am I skipping so much? What What is wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do the thing that I do? So Linus shows that we get this like moment of brevity. Is that the word I want? I think it's the word I want. Of brevity. Levity? Levity. That's what I wanted. Thank yeah. you. We yeah. This moment of levity that we often get on the show that's then followed up by Jack totally making a joke of it, which is part of why we love it. And um, where Linus says, this is, you know, my husband who went from being my friend to my partner to my lover to my husband, my late husband. And then, of course, Jack. And Will says, wow, that's that's amazing. A whole history of us like right here in this photo. And Jack says, I think that's the guy who fondled me. <laughs> right. Um, and it's just one of those perfect Will and Grace moments that. It just it, it it exists just, in this show. And it's like it's yeah. this show's got its own own sense of humor at this point. And well, and it, it really kind of gives you chills a little bit like it. Mm-hmm. It was it's just a really, really beautiful moment that. And then we get that great joke at the end. And then yeah. Linus walks away because he says, if I miss the bold and the beautiful, I become a raging bitch. Hilarious. Um, Linus, I have a tip for you. If you are watching soaps in the middle of the day, maybe that's time you could be spent drumming up business. <laughs> you could you could try Just looking say. into some marketing, but get I mean, or watch your shows. Right. Um, so then Will says, we have to do something. Um, and when he says erect at some point in his little speech jack is Mm -hmm. on board and then they're gonna then they're gonna go do stuff yeah jack wants to figure out what uh lesbian so they go to the lesbian erotica section and will's like i'm pretty sure it's just like bumper cars uh which is like okay funny on paper also though the problem here which we've talked about before is that like gay men being like performatively grossed out by vaginas and lesbians in general helps nobody um but we're moving on from that um uh so back at the newlyweds home uh grace and karen are standing there in the in the you know in the in the empty living room and she's like wait did i jump a thing no she she's you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be fine with this this is gonna be great and then the couple comes out and says that's right the study has to be a nursery because we're pregnant that was fast why are you announcing it jesus christ um and grace flees Runs away. Justifiably so. That's intense. That's a lot. Um, And Karen is left standing there by herself. And the couple are seem to be confused about what assistants do and ask her to (laughs) start giving them advice. Um, And also like, okay, so you have to leave too because she just walked out of here and our contract is canceled. Like, right. What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? You weirdo. Um, Grace is fired if you're a normal. Right. Um, <laughs> but she stays behind and, and and they're like, well, what do you see as far as colors for the room? And she's like, well, right now you're everything's kind of purple and you two have a green aura around you. <laughs> um, but then she's like, but also maybe a lovely cl- sky with clouds floating across it would be beautiful for a baby's ceiling. And they like that. They ask her to go on. 
And she's like, well, let me show you my swatches. And she dumps out a bottle of colorful pills. <laughs> That's really funny. That is such a good <laughs> joke. Let me show you my swatches. Uh, so we go over to the bookstore, which is hopping. There are tons of people there. Mm -hmm. um, this is where we get Barry coming in with his lines. Thank lines, you. Even. And Jack flirts with him. Come here. I want to take you to the back. I want you to read for something. Um, oh, Linus is looking adorable in his little bow tie. Yeah. It's so cute. And he says, thanks to Will. And Will's like, I'm not a hero. And he does his whole Will thing about what a good person no. he is. <laughs> and then Linus lets it drop that there's going to be a gym mm -hmm. if he loses the place. And Will, of course, who was complaining earlier, about the really is into that. The gym uh, wants to take huh. over the whole whole building and perpetuate the myth of the narcissistic gay man and will's like yeah bad is it a is it a equinox or right <laughs> um, um he's makes obviously... me almost want to let it happen and join and then not wipe down the equipment <laughs> obviously will is tempted yes because and he's then selfish. we we jump to commercial and come back to jack behind a podium he gives a little intro to will with his fake reading glasses which we love love and Linus quickly thanks him as he's walking up to, for saving the shop. And Will is just so bitchy about it. <laughs> yeah. And so Will takes the takes the podium. And he starts, like, undermining the work that they've been doing. And, like, <laughs> saying things like, well... This is a great place and we should definitely save it, though it's probably full of asbestos and they do definitely put you on a government watch list every time that you right. buy something from here. But uh, anyway, yeah, let's totally keep this bookstore open. He's being an asshole. He's being horrible. And Jack, in character development, pulls Will off and tells Linus to tell them about the time Tennessee Williams slapped Truman Capote. Obsessed with that story. Right. Also. So funny. And he goes, and it was a hot August night. And the whole crowd like, <laughs> leans in. Oh, and that voice, that delicious, silky voice mm -hmm. that man has. Beautiful. Um, and then Jack pulls Will aside and says, what are you doing? And Will says, there's going to be a gym. And Jack is like, yay, a gym. Wait, but that's not good. And you are being selfish and self-centered and self-involved. And you need to leave. And he kicks him out. And he gestures with his fake reading glasses. Yes, and he loves that. And yeah. like... There you go, Jack. Yeah. I'm so thrilled to see Jack, like, because Jack season two would have been like, oh, a gym. Let's sabotage this completely. Right. But we've got we've got a character arc. We've got Jack becoming a, a, a very good person good and person. like seeing the right thing to do and doing it. And I like that. And I love standing it. up to Will, which. Which is hard. I love it when Jack is given an opportunity to be sort of the, 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 like the moral compass for, mm -hmm. for Will. And it happens sometimes yeah. as long as, you know, but this is the first time we've seen it where he could have been tempted with something that would benefit himself. Right. And he still does the right thing. Yep. It's great. I was um, very happy. Me too. So um, we go back over to the hallway of the newlyweds home and um. This is like a secondary ding, 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 because Ooh. now Karen is uh -huh. dressed as Audrey 1. 
Right. Um, <laughs> she's in like a red skin tight dress that's also got like a blazery top and like a deep another deep V like last del- week. It is the exact same cut as that dress from last week, and it's yeah. gorgeous. She looks so good. Um, uh. And so they're they're about to go in. She's like, I hate having to quit. It's so unprofessional. And Karen's like, well, actually, hang on a second. Come on in. And Karen shows Grace that she has done the job. And it's gorgeous. Yeah, she did a great job. It she looks like beautiful. She really nailed it. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. She put her nose to the mirror. <laughs> oh, my God. The Coke jokes. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. And she worked really hard. And the couple comes in after them. And they love it. Mm-hmm. And who takes all the credit? Grace. Grace Adler. Gracie Adler Design. Grace. Our titular characters being real assholes this episode. Both of them. Awful. Both of them. They were bad last week, too. They were bad last Grace, week. Grace was bad last week. But no. Yes. In a, in a loving way. Not in a malicious way. This is straight up terrible. Yeah, the bad behavior. Um, And we keep thinking that Grace is going to give Karen credit, but she instead gives credit to the muse of inspiration or really wonderful clients like yourselves. And they're like, we can't wait to see the bedroom. She's like, me either. Let's go. And Karen is clearly disheartened and finds one of her swatches. And the, the audience actually awes. Yeah. It's you feel very bad sweet. for her. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I I specifically watched Megan during that those moments where Grace was taking the credit. Outstanding. Making her choices. This is a good acting episode for 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 Megan, especially this it last is. act. Yeah. Um. So we go back over to the bookstore, and unfortunately, they are two thousand dollars short. But with Jack's bad check, it's twenty five hundred. Uh huh. Um. And Linus says, you know, fifty years of his life is gone, and Jack's like, well, at least with all the asbestos, you know, you'll be gone soon. <laughs> <laughs> mean. Um, and Will Will comes back in to reconcile he feels really bad mm-hmm. and he hears that it's $2,500 short short so of course he writes a check also he calls mm-hmm. Jack a dingus and I would like to bring that back oh absolutely where dingus? has dingus gone it's such it's, a good we've word we've missed it we've missed it um and they feel great for helping good for them and yeah. he's like well this is great but we're handled for November I think maybe next month when we have to do this again because this just this is only rent uh, we can do a, a huge holiday ball. And they're like, great, we're totally not going to bail on this cause that we uh, picked up. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, Jack says the wrong thing out loud and Linus knows the jig is up. And that's it. That's the end of that That thread is, 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 is done. And we go over to Grace's uh, studio for our final scene and she comes grace comes in and karen is already there and she's like kind of bustling about and she's putting things in her purse Mm -hmm. she's clearly upset and grace is like where'd you go you left i had to take the subway um take a cab what's the matter with you i know right you don't want to take the subway karen's like did you take credit for that too um grace says i'm sorry if you're upset which is not an apology 
-hmm. And Karen says, you know, when someone does something nice for a friend, like I did here for you, they want to be acknowledged. And they go through a whole fried chicken. Colonel Sanders doesn't take, doesn't say that. But it's a great analogy, though. She's it is a like, good analogy. Help she's, me out. Grace is like, when somebody goes to goes to get KFC, and it, it like, it's it's the Colonel's chicken. And if you saw the Colonel walking down the street, you would say, "Great chicken." And the Colonel would not say, "Well, I didn't make it. Ramon made it," meaning Ramon who actually did the actual labor of making the chicken using someone else's recipe. And Karen super quickly is like, that doesn't work because in this scenario, I'm the Colonel and you're Ramon. And well, and also the Colonel would say, I have great people working for me. It's so easy to just give credit where credit is due. Yes. And for Grace to have said in the moment Yes, this my assistant Karen did so much of this and she helped out a lot. And, you know, I appreciate her vision and her work with me. We work really well together. Like we're a team. She could mm-hmm. have done this any number of ways, but instead she breaks Karen's heart. And she, and like Megan Mullally does hurt so well. Yes. Oh, so, man. Grace does actually apologize. She says, I'm sorry. It's fine. It's not a great it's... I'm sorry. She doesn't acknowledge that she's done anything wrong. She just says, I'm sorry. Exactly. She's not apologizing for the right reasons. She's apologizing to get Karen off her back. Yeah. Yes. Correct. And Grace says, thank you, but it's too late. And she slips a little bit out of the Karen voice. Uh Uh-huh. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Um, And Grace apologizes again, but Karen does not accept. She takes her keg. She quits. Yep. She walks out. I laughed at the keg wheeling out part. Oh, this is also the part funny. where we get the line where she goes, now, look, Grace, for nine years, I have been mm. coming here <laughs> uh, like clockwork sometimes. <laughs> but then very seriously, she's like, and I have never cashed a, sing- a single check because we're friends. Yeah. She did, though, that one time. The one time, though, she did. Yes. And also have not been it's... nine years. <laughs> right and that's fine you know what it's kate's first episode we'll give her the pass yeah uh anyway we'll the whole writing room the pass but so we left on a little bit of a cliffhanger here a little bit yeah Very karen's pretty mad at grace and she rightly is. so uh yeah yeah um that's the episode that's the whole episode there's no tag there's no little nope. moment of of beep bop boop boop hello yeah levity there's no moment no of levity, levity no to levity. finish things off um do you have a takeaway yeah learn to apologize oh if you good do one. if you do a shitty thing apologies or not i'm sorry you're upset i'm sorry you're mm-hmm. hurt i'm sorry i hurt your, your feelings no 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 that's not how apologies work you say mm-hmm. i see that i did this thing that upset you very much and i'm terribly sorry yep 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 yep, yep, yep. no excuses no parameters to your apology you just say i am so sorry that what i did has hurt you mm-hmm. good is that job. right did i add too many words no that was that was right that was the way to do it that's that's what, a really good takeaway what i have done hurt your feelings and i mm-hmm. feel terribly for it and i will make it up to you and i will not do that going forward as yes. well as i can right the end good apology people people make mistakes and you're, of course, you're yeah. very likely going to get forgiven. Yeah, 
That's why apologies exist. Right. But placing the blame on the other person for having their feelings hurt. No. Is not the right way. That's not the look, Mary. My takeaway is um, that in, in, in work, as in life, you don't, if you haven't done the work, you don't need the credit. Like, I don't care what the reason is. There's, there are almost no situations in which you can not be honest or you, you, or there are almost no situations in which you'd have to lie about whether or not you've actually done the work that you've, that, that, you know, is being talked about. Like, always just tell the truth. You don't need to take credit for something. Like this whole, this whole thing could have been avoided if Grace just would like let her ego like drift aside for a moment because credit is an illusion. Like I like, like credit is, is it's like it, it only applies to a person who has actually done work. Like the, the, like and taking credit for somebody else's work is I just that makes me it makes my heart pound and my stomach turn over. It's so evil. Like it's so icky and gross. Don't do it. I can't I can't imagine. It's theft. It is, it is theft and it it is rude. Mm-hmm. And it's Yeah. The, yeah. those are our takeaways. We're good people. How about you? Sorry, it, that was the key of at last that you just hummed in a little bit. I really? Yeah, sounded like it. Good for me. <laughs> sounded like you were gonna gonna give us a little uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Guess not. Not no, to us, on I another, guess. On another on another some other day. Then, perhaps. <laughs> um and if you would like to hear me sing <laughs> you can check out patreon.com slash Will and Grace and Vodka where there is a musical option. I'm just saying. There is. Uh, Carolyn and I have duetted in the past and we are dying for an excuse to do so again in the future. Um, uh, check out our Patreon and support us like Julie G, Natalie G, and Nikki B. Oh, my turn. Uh, please also uh, hit that little five stars on whatever you're listening on because that is legally what you're obligated to do now that you've reached the end of the episode. Yes, is all. correct. Um, mm-hmm. And subscribe. Give us a little subscription. Uh, PJ Hanky, thank you so much for the theme song. And to our executive producer, Sasha Garrison, we'd be nothing without you. Nothing. Nothing. Um, and if you would like, you may also follow us at Will and Grace Pod on both Instagram and Twitter, and the two of us at Certainly David and at Care Says So. Ain't that right? That's right, David. I just love you. I love you. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie.